Sunday. Here you go with these spirituals. <laughs> Make it titties go boom. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go, Never mind. Not a spiritual. Clearly, listen. Not sometimes a spiritual. Sometimes the spirits are oh, freaks. Okay. Sometimes you want to say sometimes the spirits need to run free. <laughs> that as well. Well, I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And this is He Said, He Said, the podcast that continues to make you go, hmm, even in our entry Mm-mm. each episode. Mm-hmm. We want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to us at He Said, He Said Pod on all streaming services. We are also on your social media platforms that you visit probably too much. It's at He Said, He Said Pod. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want extra giggles, be sure to be a part of our group on Facebook. We said sound off. The group is for you to just shoot the shit and talk shit and maybe even get a little political in these streets. So we said sound off on Facebook. Yes. And we um, have uh, made an effort to be more um, active in these Twitter streets. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, Twitter has been one of the platforms that we have not utilized um, very much in the past, but that is changing. Mm. So be sure to go out and take a look at our Twitter because Excuse you'll me, find twat. Oh, not twat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tweet. All twat. right. Anyway, um, taking a bath. let's get Slish into like love it or shade it. You go first. Uh, okay, fine. I'll go first. So, um, my shade it is a little uh, existential this week. I like to usually be pretty specific um, and like very real world um, with my love it and my shade it. Are you Miss Cleo in your love but- and shade it? <laughs> no, not clairvoyant, like existential. That's I, I don't, different. All that shit it's means fine. the same anyway, to me, bitch. So my shade it is to the year 2020 and its continuation of making us all its bitch. So, you know, we've got, um, you know, obviously shithead being in office. We've got NASA telling us that an asteroid is coming and is going to hit mm-hmm. like right around the same time as the actual election. We had two hurricanes, which I think only one actually turned out to be a hurricane or, you know, really actually hit. Um, you know, we have so much going on. Um, and I really am just looking forward to getting beyond a point where I feel like the year is abusive Mm. and I feel like 2020 has been abusive to us all. And it is just, it's gotten to a point now where it's like, every time you hear that something else has happened, you're just kind of like, well, of course it's, it's fuck it's 2020. Like, Mm-mm. Of course, you know, and, you know, in all seriousness, the uh, most recent uh, slap in the face that 2020 has bestowed upon us would be the passing of um, actor Chadwick Boseman. For anyone who doesn't know, Chadwick um, actually was Black Panther. So he's played T'Challa, mm-hmm. brought that um, role to the iconic status that mm-hmm. it um, occupies right now. Um, as well as he's actually a very good actor. He played other, um, you know, iconic roles. Um, we saw both 42 where he played uh, Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it's Get On Up is mm-hmm. the um, James Brown biopic that he was in. Jill mm-hmm. Scott was also on that. She was, she was pretty good in that, too. Um, but it's it's so sad. Um, we talked. 40, ab- I think it was 42. 43. So um, we talked a little bit about him being thin and people wondering what was going on. I think we had 
kind of said. Oh, we attributed to what a lot it, of people have said. It was for a role. For a role, exactly. And, you know, at that time, Twitter and, and, you know, the blogosphere was really kind of like trying to clown him in a way and say, like, why does he look like this? And, you know, all the things that, you know, trolls on on the Internet are want to do these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it turns out that he actually was fighting a four year long battle with uh, colon cancer. So, um, you know, RIP to him for sure. Not rest in peace, but rest in power, um, as well as condolences to his family and mm-hmm. friends. All of, you know, all of Twitter was all about this. I think his Twitter, his last tweet what is the most liked tweet in history. Yes, as hundreds of thousands of likes. I think 400,000 was what it needed to break the record. And I'm sure at this point it's probably even yeah higher than that. At, at, you know, but but again, I, I, I say this to say that. Um, you know, who knows what 2020 is going to bring us, but also who knows what life is going to bring us. So be sure that you tell the people that you love, you love them. And, you know, if you have beef with somebody, you might want to think about squashing it. Not all beef deserves or needs not to be all beef needs to be prepared rare but what i would say to that is maybe that thing that made you fall out with someone was not really that important when you sit back and think about it so it's just kind of food for thought that these days are not promised to any of us mm-hmm. so yeah that's my shade it well that was heavy uh all right well my love it is actually there much you go. Yin just and yang. a balance mm-hmm. yes. i don't know if i like the yin and yang our whole relationship is a balance oh it, and it, black it. and white look it's so appropriate go on well <laughs> if you're looking for a giggle because these streets that's all we need is to turn right turn left for a laugh out loud moment because that's the only way to get us through this year Jade Nova is who you should be following. We have talked about both of her releases um, as a singer. She is known for being just an amazing vocalist and writer. She mm-hmm. is industry known. People love her. Um, and her most recent project we talked about. Um, but she has been doing these like f- this series um, called, I think, it's, I believe in my memory serves me, The Quarantine Diva Show, which is mm, basically... Okay. Um, her impersonating the likes of Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Cardi B, Kim Kardashian, Erica Badu, Tony Braxton, just to name a few. Uh, and it's about them quarantining together. Um, <laughs> and it is pretty funny because she literally like becomes each role. Um, the only one that I'm like eh, about is um card is Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. just because I feel like it it didn't read as authentic. Otherwise, like she, I mean, it's pretty easy to do Kim K though. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's a vocal fry. So <laughs> ultimately, if you're looking for a laugh out loud, she's releasing every Tuesday, um, like a short part. I think she's on part five this upcoming Tuesday. Um, I find it funny. And I think that she does Beyonce pretty scary, like spot on. So mm-hmm. Anywho, follow it, laugh out loud. It's really la- funny, um, and I enjoy every moment of it. She I made definitely, watch it. She definitely does a good Beyonce. You know, we were kind of um, com- campaigning for her to be brought to SNL back when SNL was looking for black talent, and nothing mm-hmm. more specifically black female talent, um, and they picked that Shahar Saveda or whatever her name was, that and woman, she and she was season. only there like one, two seasons, and she was terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy what Jade Nova does. Um, she does Nicki Minaj really good, too. Mm-hmm. Her Cardi was a little shaky um, in, her the, Tony in the clip like that I watched, but and her Badu sounds good. I do, I do enjoy what she does. I think it's pretty funny. 
correction in real time, the Chadwick Boseman um, tweet actually has 7.1 million likes. Mm. So it was millions of likes and not wow. uh, 400,000, like bam. I said. So. Bam, bam. Yeah. All right. So with that. Moving into unfiltered and unbothered. Indeed. So we're going to start with some updates related to the fuckery that's going on in the world related to the movement. Um, the movement being Black Lives Matter. Uh, I think probably while we were recording last week, there was uh, yet another shooting, which I don't remember if we mentioned it in real time on the we show last week. I think it happened. I think we realized it happened after we stopped recording. Okay. So, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know and how could you not, but you know, in case you don't, uh, 29, I believe year old black man, Jacob, um, Blake was, uh, murdered by the police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, it's one of those situations where it's like, here he was apparently breaking up a fight and police were called to the scene for some type of family issue that was happening. I haven't been able to find anything that says whether he was breaking up a fight between people in his family or people he knew, or mm. if it was, he was just like trying to be, you know, a good Samaritan, if you will. Mm. Um, but, uh, three police officers were on the scene, Rustin Shesky, Vincent Arenas, and shit always kind of happens in threes and Brittany Marinek. So Brittany seems like oh, she wait, was on the scene, was. but she was also kind of like in the wow. background, but the two male officers. So Shesky and Arenas were the ones who were engaging, mm. um, Blake, and, you know, in the video that you see, which is very graphic, um, I, I actually tweeted it. And I don't usually share those types of videos, but it was just so striking and insane to me mm. that I actually ended up sharing it on my Twitter, not uh, not the pod's Twitter. Um, but essentially, he got into some type of a physical scuffle, apparently, with the police. There's a video of him tussling with the police. They tase him twice, I believe, mm. which, sidebar, I feel like so many people are getting tased these days and then not like actually. So is tasing really like, I mean like it doesn't seem to have an effect anymore or it doesn't seem to have an effect on everyone. Of, uh, I don't know. I think everyone probably reacts to tasing differently. Probably. That's probably true. Cause it's like a tolerance of pain based on your size. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. So he was tased. He, um, you know, apparently wasn't following the police's commands. They followed him around his vehicle um, the person who shot the video, who was also a, a black man, this was a, a black neighborhood. He says he heard the police say drop the knife, but he didn't see a knife. No one on the scene is being mm. reported as, as to have having seen Jacob Blake with a knife. There was a knife in the vehicle on the passenger side of the of the car on the floor, apparently. Um, and uh, you see Jacob come around the car and he goes to get into the driver's side. Now, mind you, his three children are in the backseat of the car as well. Um, the police officers are behind him. You see a police officer pull mm. his shirt back as he's trying to get into the driver's side of his car. And then the officer shoots him seven times in the back. Mm-mm. Not one, not two, not three, oh, not four. It was one not officer five, that shot him. Not six, but seven times in the back. So, um, you know, as far as we know, according to the family, he is currently... Um, paralyzed from the waist mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. um one of the things that i read and, and was being reported was that even though he's paralyzed from the waist down he was actually still shackled to his uh bed in the hospital mm-hmm. so there's that um so you know that was a huge thing following that of course there were there were protests um in kenosha um you know there was some property damage i know there was, was at least one pretty big fire that was set 
Um, and then in marches this little idiot, 70-year-old. Mm-hmm. And not even idiot. Let me call him what he is. This murderer, the 17-year-old murderer, Kyle Rittenhouse, who actually doesn't even live in Wisconsin. He Didn't lives. He, he drove a, his mother drove him. Yeah, he lives in Illinois. His mother drove him with the gun. With a gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let that Over state in. lines. Mm-hmm. So you've inserted yourself in this into the situation. And and I, I, I for anyone who really wants to know kind of like what happened and have the scene set for them about you know Kyle Rittenhouse and his you know arrival to Wisconsin and the shootings yeah. that occurred um you know he did have an AR I believe 15 I'm not like a gun person but I do believe I it was it's a is. long gun so it's a, it's an assault rifle it's, uh, it's okay. not like a handgun it's it's a long so it's gun. big it's big it's huge yeah. it's a gun that one so you can't conceal that type of a gun unless you oh. have like a bag so is it's open it's an open it's an open carry state yeah um so you know if if you do want that scene set there are some articles that explain because one of the craziest things about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is that because it happened during protests yeah there are multiple first account videos oh, because, because people, people have recording. their phones mm-hmm. so the media already can trace pretty much exactly what happened because there's multiple viewpoints exactly of seeing the exact same things but then it's different viewpoints so you may see different details exactly and there were so first of all 15 minutes before the shooting happened kyle and these other fucking idiots militia member you know fucking trump supporter people mm-hmm. who decide they want to insert themselves in the situation are videoed with the police who are in tactical gear and in their military style vehicles where the police thank them for bringing guns and give them water and then you hear the guys they're kind of like oh this is all the water you have like i'm sure you have more and they're like that's all we can spare but thank you we appreciate you First 15 minutes all, later, he shoots and kills two people and wounds a third. Mm-mm. So, again, it, you know, you can go on down that rabbit hole and, and get kind of like a real picture of what happened. But essentially, this this this, this idiot inserts himself. He ends up um, he shot someone. And, you know, at one point they're chasing him because they're like he, he killed someone. He shot mm-hmm. someone. Um, he shoots the two people. One of them he shot. The first one he shot in the head. Mm-mm. Then he shoots the, the skateboarder who um, I know for a fact was a white guy who tried to apprehend him after mm. the first shooting. Um, so he he was in these streets knowing how to shoot, clearly. Yeah, I mean, he fell a few times. It's really, really interesting if you read, like, what happened. But at the end of this, he walks to the police. People are like, he just shot somebody. Mm-hmm. He just killed someone. The police allow him to walk through. Mm. Two vehicles go past him, and then he ends up back at home in Illinois. Mm. He's not even apprehended on the scene talk about privilege so you know in the aftermath of this i mean well first of all what do you think about all this i mean you just went one story to the next bitch well I no like, there this is it's not one story to the next those two stories are are uh, okay, that's bitch. still the jacob blake story because what happened with kyle yeah, written house yes, happened I because it. Yeah, i get okay. it well okay, i mean you're accusing me of something but go on i really want to hear what you what you think oh i'm not you know why bitch your little facial this is what happens y'all when you record across from each other <laughs> Is facial expressions happen okay. that you may not hear the facial right. expressions, but mm-hmm. it's like paper, crumpling, making a little ball of paper and throwing it away. You hear it in your heart. Oh, okay. But what do you think about this? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think that what, like, we have to step back and think about the three kids that were in the back seat that saw their father, you know, get shot seven times. Like, think about even even when their father, you know, survives, there's damage that has been caused 
to these three children for mm-hmm. the rest of their life. For sure. And the relationship that they have with violence, the relationship they have with the police, the relationship they have with death, the relationship they have with just the pain that they're feeling. So like stepping back PTSD. and thinking about, thinking about that and mm-hmm. anyone that may think that the police officer was right in their actions, like whatever that is, like think about the children and what the police officer has done to their future. Mm -hmm. Secondarily, um, I really am hoping that he, um, Jacob, Jacob Mm -hmm. lives, um, and is able to recount the situation and give his side of the story. Because many times these stories become one sided because the victim is, it, it dies. Absolutely. So for me, what I want is I want, and I'm hoping that this happens because this would be a really, I think a pivotal point in the movement mm-hmm. is to have someone with that was shot with the intent to kill mm-hmm. because seven bullets, you're not shooting to, to stop. You're exactly. shooting to, to, for death. Exactly. Um, to recount what happened. And then these police officers to get, you know, the right, you know, Punishment. punishments, if you will. Mm-hmm. Secondarily protesting. So people, so first of all, we're on third early at this time. Yeah, third, because bitch, there was three, there was, pre, there was three pronged stories in your life. Okay? <laughs> it was only two, but go it on. was a college rule book, bitch. It was college two. rule, um, what's it called? It was two, but go on. Marble book. <laughs> Back to school, bitch. Oh my God. Okay, um, go what? Go on. Oh, <laughs> you getting lost in your own Listen, lost in the up. sauce, double yes. dipping. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I believe that protesting is important. It's important as it is a it is our it's what is it the second amendment it's a constitutional right yes and that is important I believe that um, anyone that condones violence at protests at protests are part of the problem anyone that shows up at a Black Lives Matter protest with a gun mm-hmm. I don't care if it's I don't care I don't care your intent is to scare. Your intent is to exude at the very least is is intimidation. Is intimidation, and the fact that his mother drove him and isn't like she put it. She's an idiot too. Isn't like he put it in his backpack because the shit can't fit. Mm -mm. So she knew low key that he had the shit and he was going there. So that means she believes what he believes. Oh, for oh, I believe that for sure. And for me, I just want everyone to realize is that. We can we can argument we can have an argument about who's right and who's wrong, but we have to step back and think about what is morally and what is what is what are we? Let me step back. We need to step back and think about what we as a country want to be known for and what we think is okay versus being right and wrong. Right, is what are our values? So our value, like the law. Yes, he he was he was abiding by the law. It was open carry state. Yes, he was protesting. He was yeah, he was Kyle contrary. Yes, yeah, Kyle. He was contrary. He was he was out there protesting the protest because mm-hmm. he doesn't agree. That's mm-hmm. also okay. But where where things pivot and change is the outcome of the shootings and deaths. He should be. He should not be in a juvenile detention center. He should be in a full um, security motherfucking jail. And if prison. he were black, he would be. He should let's be clear. He should be he should be he should not have been able to leave the state to go back to his home state. He should have been apprehended. And if on he were black, scene. he wouldn't have made it off the scene. He would have been he dead. Would have he been would shot. have made it off the scene in a fucking body bag. So at the end of the day, this this whole story for me, I feel like 
it, I said this on my Facebook. I said this on my um, various other social media channels is now more than ever, you should stop. And if you are not black, you should reach out to your black friends and check in and see how they're doing because black people right now are, and this was going around social media, they're drained. And I think that for me, I think that that is the biggest part of this whole thing for me is this um, exhaustion that I have. And it's an exhaustion that is also inextricably tied to a feeling of rage Mm -hmm. because what I'm seeing literally is that my people, black people, are being treated as less than human. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is not new. This is something that um, has been going on for centuries. This is the exact same way that white people who settled this country um, were able to rationalize mm-hmm. Slavery, mm-hmm. because if if they're inferior to us or they are, you know, too dumb, you know, to even know better, which is what it was at first. And then or no, they're too violent. So we need to make sure that we lock them up mm. in higher numbers because they're more likely to commit, you know, horrible crimes. When, in fact, if you dig into that, there are reasons for that. Mm-hmm. There are socioeconomic and political reasons that that happens mm-hmm. for that disparity. I I I am beyond exhausted and I'm beyond enraged at this point. And it's because of shit like this. And then the other side of it is the the rank hypocrisy when these things happen. Because on the one hand, the same person, the same fucking idiot, closed-minded fool, buffoon, that would say, oh, well, if the black person who's unarmed who's being killed would just follow commands of the police... But they'll say that, but then in the same breath, we'll say that someone like a fucking Kyle Rittenhouse, all of a sudden, he was just trying to, you know, stand up and and save and help. And, you know, at some point it got to be a situation where he feared for his life and Mm. he had to protect himself. Girl. How do those two things coexist in somebody's mind? Well, you're clearly being hypocritical and you're treating one different from the other. It's bias. There's a Christian group now that's raising money for Kyle um, um, Rittenhouse. Because that's godly. They're not raising money for um, James Blake, for Jacob Blake's Jacob Blake for his kids. They're not raising money for for any any good cause, but they are in these streets raising money for Mm -hmm. a murderer. Who inserted himself into a situation that he shouldn't have even been in. That part. Talking about he was going to help them protect the property. Property that is in a state you don't even fucking live in. That part. Are you kidding me? Like this, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous for so many different reasons. His mother's a fucking idiot. You drove him over state lines. He has a gun that he's actually not legal to even have at his age in the state 17. of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm, that part. And it's just like, I, I, I struggle. The circus. I struggle. Life. I struggle. It's not, it's with not this. even a circle of life, bitch. It's the circus of life. I hate because right now I just feel like that's what we're living in. And ultimately, when you when with one pain there is positive, and I want to make sure that we know that what's happening right now is not is not there's not there's it's not happy, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. there is a lot of emotions tied tied to it. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to just make sure that we continue to say is that we are far. We are far. We are much farther as uh, a movement than we've ever been. 
with Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel that it, this just feels different. So th- that's the positive piece about what's happening is that George Floyd's death um, was a wake-up call for a lot of people. But it also was the removal of rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. for some people to in your lives. So, you know, ultimately, I do see there is positivity in coming... And it's come that has come out of these really emotional stories. And I'm glad that you can be optimistic about it. I feel my optimism slipping. And I think maybe it's just because I pay too much attention to mm-hmm. news and things that are going on and polls that are being taken and all those types of things. But what I'll say, um, you know, before wrapping this up is um, this fucked up, you know, hypocritical logic is really the norm right now in Trump's America. And it's like, it's so easy for people to explain things away just to support their own already warped worldview. And I think that that Mm. is really fucking scary. It really scares me. And it worries me for even post-Trump America. Yep. Because so many things have changed. So many norms have been obliterated. And I'm just really worried about what that means for our country and our culture and our our values as a country moving forward. Mm -hmm. And the trend that I'm seeing right now are these protests which are not violent that have no shootings, no injuries. And then we just had another case where in Portland, which is pretty close to where we are, mm-hmm. where, you Please know, let everybody know where we at. These it. people, they drove in in over like they said, hundreds of cars. They drove in to Portland and then someone ended up dead. Mm. drove in which means they didn't live there and why is it that these people are always driving in and it's so crazy because it's like the president and his fucking people will have you think oh you have to be scared about your own neighborhood but these same people who are supposed to be scared about their neighborhood are driving into other people's neighborhoods to terrorize protesters girl and it ain't got shit to do with the city or suburbs it has shit to do with racism and trump is partially to blame for all of this but you know what if anyone is out there and you want, you are undecided, what's happening Mm-mm. for the I'm not voting talk- I'm November, not talking to no undecided voters. Just be in these streets, listening and paying attention, and hopefully at some point you will decide. And I saw something on Twitter, and then you, um, you can we can move on to the next topic. Is this election you are not voting for Biden? You are voting for the replacement of Ruth Bader. What's her Ginsburg. Name? Ginsburg. I have a message for anyone Ooh, come who on. is an undecided voter Uh-oh. at this point. Your head is either in the sand or in your ass, and I need you to figure that out. All right. So the next topic um, is Brianna Taylor. So, um, you know, Brianna, the Brianna Taylor case is one that we've spoken about before. Multiple times. We're still looking for justice for her. She was shot um, while sleeping in her own bed back in March of this year, right around the same time as the pandemic was starting in this country, which is kind of how it, um, you know, didn't really reach a national, um, you know, consciousness until after we had Ahmaud Arbery and Mm. George Floyd's uh, murders. Um, But um, we are actually really seeing um, a a high profile for this case as the months have gone on, which is actually usually the opposite of what you would normally see, which I have to say is a good thing. We'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. I have, I have thoughts about that, which we'll probably over 170 days. Yeah. We'll get, I I don't know what's going to come of this, but you know, first we had Oprah, who, with her own magazine, mm-hmm. she actually um, had, a, a, it was like a painting, I think, or some mm-hmm. type of illustration 
of um, Brianna Taylor on a cover of O Magazine. This was literally the first time in like 20 years, mm-hmm. however long this magazine has been in existence. Where Oprah was not. Where front Oprah was not. Bitch, where Oprah about was ego, not. bitch. She said, listen, I don't care if it's upfront and close personal, <laughs> if, it's, if I'm on a farm, bitch, if you had to Photoshop my face on a model's body, I'm going to be on this cover. But I mean, it is called Oprah Magazine, right? But it doesn't mean Oprah <laughs> needs to be on it. I mean, that would be like if we had our own, like on own or her TV yeah, show. She was, was on Oprah. all the shows. <laughs> I mean, she has been on most of them in some capacity. She ain't been on them Tyler Perry shows now. How you know? Pump your brakes. She might have been uh, mopping Pump the floor your brakes. in the background. Okay. She only used Tyler just to get the those the eyeballs. Okay. Listen, and she got them eyeballs. Okay. I take that back. She's not using Tyler. They're friends, whatever. Okay. They're sisters. Any, you know what? Don't do that. They um, make great mashed potatoes so getting back to the serious topic that we're talking about cabbage brianna taylor um so again she was first on o magazine this is is serious but it's also positive no it is it is so she was on um on o magazine cover um now there's a another um cover story where um brianna's featured in a very powerful and moving i actually couldn't finish it because it was a little too moving for me um, but a, a very powerful cover story in Vanity Fair, um, which is a September issue of Vanity Fair, which features um, Brianna Taylor's mother. Um, and she actually uh, is giving kind of like in-depth interviews with um, author Tanahasi Coates. Um, and when I tell you again, this is just a really moving. It's kind of like a portrait of the aftermath of Brianna's mm. death. Um, and, you know, a first person account and then also um, her talking just about Brianna Taylor's life and, you know, what was lost because mm. she had so much promise and she had plans. Um, but it's really moving when you read the account. And for me personally, reading the account that her mother gives um, of what happened right after the death, because she, it, it was hours if not like almost a day before she even found out Mm. that her daughter was dead. She went to the apartment, couldn't get any real answers, was told two ambulances come. The first one took the police officer that had been wounded. (laughs) Big surprise. And the second one took, you know, someone else. She didn't know who it was. She goes to the hospital. She waits, I think a couple of hours. We don't know. We have no record of her being brought here. Mm. She then goes back to the apartment talks to various police officers. And I think another few hours go by before she's finally told that Brianna is still in the apartment, quote unquote. Mm. And she said she immediately knew what that meant when she heard that. Mm. So, you know, this story is also pretty insane. You know, the, the, the police tried to cover this up. Let's just call it what of it course. is in their report. Um, you know, this is another one of those situations. Same thing where the hypocrisy rears his ugly head because here the police come with a no knock warrant. They're busting your, they're knocking allegedly. Um, and I think the account was from, from Brianna and Brianna's boyfriend was that they heard loud knocking and yeah. said, who is it? And then no one identified that they yeah. were the police. I think and we then, talked about that when, when this all happened, I think we did. Yeah. And then that's when, well, not when it happened, but after it started. Yeah. After, yeah. 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 Uh, but then they used a battering ram. And then when they used a battering ram, battering ram, that's when her boyfriend started shooting. Yeah. Cause he's like, this is my apartment. Yeah. If this were fucking white people who that's lived right. in the suburbs, it would be like, well, of course if they were well within their right. They were registered to have that gun. They were protecting their property, but because these are black people, it's well, what did they do wrong? Mm hmm. But the good thing is, is that Vanity Fair used their platform to interview um, her mother Mm -hmm. and to have the cover um, 
obviously be a portrait of Brianna, which I think it was a painting or a drawing at least um, in her in this beautiful piece of garment. And it was just, a. I think I believe in front, in my opinion, it was a beautiful, like just, it was, it became viral obviously for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. not just because of the movement that they are, that Vanity Fair created um, with having her, but also the statement in which having an in-depth interview with her mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So the positive thing is that it's continuing the conversation. However, again, we're 170 days plus since her death, and we have yet to have any sort of arrests happen. So, you know, I think that... And I believe, like... So, in my opinion, again, this is what he said he says about, in my opinion, I do think a big part of why Breonna Taylor's death is is a continued conversation is because and where we have had unfortunate deaths of black men and then they become you know secondary news because then another black man gets killed and we hear about it is because black women we are not hearing if they're happening we're not hearing or seeing um the detailed recounts as much as we are with men um, and I don't know the statistics around black men being there killed. There aren't as many unarmed black women being killed as there so are. So I men. think for me, I feel like why Breonna Taylor is getting a lot more press than maybe, you know, other deaths of that have happened that also have not had arrests um, associated with the killings is because she's a black woman and it feels new for people to kind of process where the last person that had really big news of black a black woman being killed was um, Sandra, Sandra Bland. So, so I would disagree with you in that because I think that um, I think part of it there. I think there's a couple things. I think first it's because it's just different because the the movement itself feels it's different, different to yeah. the point that you made earlier. That it feels um, bigger in a way. It feels like it's it's you know, reached more mm-hmm. people's consciousness than ever before, probably because of COVID. We've had conversations about mm-hmm. that too in, in, in the past. Um, but I also think it's the circumstances because mm-hmm. yeah, the details. she was sleeping in her bed. The details. And ends up shot. Not only that, they were at the wrong house. They but had, this happened with the black man too. Remember the police officer that walked into the wrong house and killed him? That was a little different though. When the the woman and she was drunk, that cop. Yeah, but or, I mean, like he was in his house. And she walked in thinking it was her house. He was in his house. But that's a little different. Like this is, you know, I mean, yes, it's still it's the wrong house, but this is wrong house in a different way. They had a search warrant, mm. a no knock warrant, which they are not doing that anymore. Um, and they had already apprehended the person they were looking for, but still yeah. executed this warrant. Girl, you know, they killed her. She's in her bed. And I think that that makes it a little bit different, too, because it's like it, even in Sandra Bland's case, it was easier for the hypocrites to say, well, if she just hadn't been so you know combative with the yeah. officer or if she hadn't resisted, I hear that. she would be OK. But I do think that we're seeing which more I news, obviously don't agree with. But, but we're also seeing more news of black men being killed. So then we just become numb to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like after the one, there's another after the one, there's another. And then we're just like, oh, well, it's just happening. And then. Yeah. But I mean, but this, but I also still think that the circumstances still do matter, especially for white America. Because there are certain situations where it's harder for them to rationalize. Mm. It's harder for them to dehumanize. Mm. Like in the, the, you know, George Floyd is really what kind of kicked this off in the way that we're seeing it now. Because you couldn't dispute the fact that you had this cop with his hands in his pockets Mm -hmm. and his knee on a black man's neck. 
Well, shout out to Vanity Fair for, you know, using their platform in a positive way yeah, and for, for sure. allowing the white America, because listen, Vanity Fair is a white, <laughs> a white. Well, it's an industry. It is a white It is. For the, for the white Hollywood industry. It is a caucasity, <laughs> bitch. It is flour. It is motherfucking sugar. It is helmets or is best foods. Bitch, it depending on where you are. Epsom salt, right? Epsom <laughs> salt. Epsom. L- listen, I'm just letting you know, it is definitely white. So to be clear, to put a capstone on this, um, you may know or you may not know who Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Wasn't Cameron he on is. The, um, the RNC. He was on the RNC, and I went back and forth about why, whether we should talk about the RNC or not. And We're I was not like, watching. No. Not. I Listen, figured it would come up, and the now, RNC is trash. Now That's it's all you up. have to know. It's so, trash. so the Republican National Convention happened. It was a shit show, as we expected, and Daniel Cameron was one of the black faces that they trotted out. First of all, to do a song and a dance. Is he a Republican? He is a Republican. Uh-huh. Guess who his mentor is? Mm. I did not know this until today. Let me just guess the other black man. Donald Mitch McConnell. Oh, that's cute. So anyone who um, is being mentored by Mitch McConnell, uh, you that person should know that um, you know Satan himself is readying a spot in hell Satan. for them. <laughs> yes, their their spot is being readied. Okay, um, but he's the one who was actually, unfortunately, leading the investigation in the Breonna Taylor case. He spoke during the RNC and had several very interesting things to say. One of the quotes was, if you play by the rules, you can make a good life for yourself and your family. Oh, well, hmm. tell that to Breonna Taylor. Cute. He says, even as anarchists mindlessly tear up American cities while attacking police and innocent bystanders, we Republicans do work in good faith toward peace, hmm. justice, and get this equality oh well aren't you just the token well tell that to brianna taylor and her um boyfriend who i think is still i don't know if he's still locked up but i know that he i think he still has some charges against him even though they dropped the attempted yeah, they murder actually, charge i haven't heard much about well you know they had oh. they had him for attempted murder for shooting one of the cops that day. no they didn't yes they did but they dropped that charge obviously because of public sentiment um he also says republicans will never turn a blind eye to unjust acts but oh. neither will we accept an all-out assault on Western civilization. But fuck black people. So I just want to, you know, wish him and all his razor bumps that he has on his neck Babe, and that, his don't face be shady. the very, very worst because that's what he deserves. Don't be shady. And, you know, I, 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 I don't like the term Uncle Tom. We've talked about this before. But if ever there is someone who is not down for black people, for the plight of black people Especially as a black or person. black culture, it is this idiot. And he came on Face the Nation and said that they have a ballistic report from the FBI, which was one of the last pieces of the puzzle that he said that he needed, but that it was inconclusive and there's still more work to be done. Cute. So, well, bless your heart. All in all, the RNC stands for Ratchet, <laughs> Nasty Caucasians. <laughs> And black people who are aligned with the rich, nasty, Caucasian. You said racist. Racist, nasty, nasty Caucasian. Yeah. You know what? Anyway. You're you're welcome. Well, speaking of RNC and RNC that you just said what it means. Racist, nasty, Caucasian. So if you haven't heard Kellyanne Conway. And she had a new face. Yes, her she, face did. Is she, did. she did. She did. She did. Back. She did. She was giving us a whole new woman. Yes, if you don't know Soft who she is, fluffy. If you don't know who she is, Kellyanne is a very, at least formerly, crypt keeperish senior advisor to President Agent Orange, and she coined the famous 
term alternative facts. This was a while mm-hmm. ago. Who even knew that, you know, it would be so influential in this era, but you know, she I guess that's what she does. She miscleoed it for just to use on, a term Ms. that Cleo. use a term that you use. But she has stepped down from her position in the White House. And the main reason um, you know, besides the fact that, you know, maybe she realized that she's doing the devil's bidding. Um, but her 15 year old daughter, yes, Claudia, Claudia Conway announced plans that she was going to emancipate she herself. She said it's from emancipation of Mimi. <laughs> M-E-M-E. And this was in a series of tweets that happened right before the um, RNC. The convention. And that's clear. when, when what's her name? Kellyanne Scareway. She said. Not um, Kellyanne. <laughs> Kellyanne Scareway. Because Kellyanne, she, she, I feel like she low-key is, they have some awkward-ass dinners. Oh, my God. Yes, her husband. Claudia and her husband. George. George, they over here like, fuck you and your new face. And she's like, but Donald Trump is amazing. And they said, Donald mm-hmm. Trump is trash. And she mm-hmm. said, speaking of trash, George, can you take the trash out? <laughs> So George, for anyone who doesn't know, is a he's a very big part. I don't know if he's one of the co-founders. I didn't do that research, but he's a he has he had a very active role in the Lincoln Project, which is the Republican Never Trumpers. They've put their energy behind, um, you know, this group that does a lot of anti-Trump, um, you know, like ads, and they do a really good job at it yes. because you know. Republicans, they're good at the dirty politics. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so he actually apparently George is also leaving his position um, within that organization. Uh-oh. So I guess it's a you know we're going to unite as parents because our daughter is quote unquote wayward, even though from the outside looking in looks like she's the only one who's a, who has real fucking sense. Because I expect that George Conway, you know, after Biden is elected, will go right back to being a horrible Republican himself. Yes. Um, you know, I, I've, I say he doesn't align himself to line himself to Trump. To Trump. Exactly. So, you know, but he, he doesn't, realizes that Trump is now the Trump party. Yes. And that Trump is horrible for America, which he is. Trump is horrible for the world, really, to be perfectly honest. Yes, that part. But yeah. So, you know, I I think I tweeted that I really in my head have spun up this whole like War of the Roses. If anyone's ever seen that movie, that's what I think their their home life is like. Mm-hmm. And that these two are just going to like end up killing each other at some point. The War of the Hoses. <laughs> Not the War of the Hoses. <laughs> the War of the Hoses. That's what it is. So, yeah. So, I mean, it will be very interesting to see. Kellyanne did still uh, give her little speech during the RNC. Yeah, because they wrote it for her. Um, I mean, I, we didn't watch. I didn't even see any clips from it. I don't it, even so. care. Kellyanne. Kellyanne. It must not Kellyanne, have been. Kellyanne. <laughs> Kellyanne's speech must not have been that compelling. Listen, Kellyanne, you are about as compelling as Ivanka's (laughs) bottom of her shoe, (laughs) bitch. Walk on by, bitch. So, I mean, while we're, you know, talking about this, I guess it's a good time to maybe just, what do you think was the highlight or the low light of the RNC? The highlight of the RNC was not watching it. (laughs) (laughs) The low light of the RNC is that it existed. I mean, but you know, they had some viral moments. The, the only thing viral is the STDs <laughs> in the racist, nasty Caucasian party. And the COVID that they were passing around in yeah, the audience COVID that was at the White You House get COVID. You night. get COVID. You get COVID. Don't wear masks. Talk about super spreader event. Like, at the end of the day, I, the RNC, you know, you know, I just feel like it was the energy of the NRC the RNC. RNC. <laughs> RNC. Yes, we know what you meant. Was very different than the D the DNC. 
Yeah, it was. No, totally. The sure. energy the energy of the RNC was very especially the clip I saw on the CN, CNN. Mm. Um, <laughs> when Donnie had mm. this operatic singer sing on the yes, "Don't Cry the for Me, Argentina" yeah, um, sure, that's moment, not, that's he, not was, what he was he was but... trying to give us Madonna "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" when uh-huh. he was singing on the balcony. Yeah, and then <laughs> when they were giving us, you know, Sergeant Commander, um, diplomat of life, um, <laughs> moments that just at the end of the day, <sighs> vote. No, if y'all not registered. Don't slide in our DMs because I don't need it. The other thing is don't uh, I've been hearing a lot of vote as if your life depends on it. For most of us, that is not that's hyperbole. But vote as if democracy in America depends on it because it really actually fucking does. We don't know what Trump's going to do in a second term. But I can assure you that it's going to be bad and that we would be one step closer to a dictatorship. Listen, and I'm not here for King Jong Woom, whatever his you know name what? is. Even though it's a rumor that he's, he's in, he's um, he's not doing well, and his sister Again? is out here playing chess. They thought uh, he was dead the last. They time. said he's in the hospital, and then he showed up like Molly Cyrus, like, huh, bitch, you, and you thought they killed your his favorite sister's bitch? In these streets, saying, "Honey, die." <laughs> you know what? On that note, <laughs> we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. Be back. <laughs> I think most of us can agree. That 2020 has been somewhat of a bitch. One of the ways we hear at He Said, He Said, get through it is with great music. We've got you covered with our refreshed, diverse Spotify playlists. He Said Top 40, Pure Pop Perfection, The Gospel Truth, Enough, and Shuffle and Repeat. Keep an ear out to these internet streets this week for links and details. Now, back to the show. We're back. We are. Why are you mm. screaming at everyone? That's what you wouldn't be getting of the episode. <laughs> no, that's that's not what happened. Um, all right. So really quickly, kind of a bit of a segue from the uh, last story we were talking about with um, Kelly on Kelly on Conway Conway um, Con artist. So Jaheem, the R and B singer, if you know who that is, um, he had a a, a hit in um, "Put That Woman First. He's um, not doing that in 2020. No, he's not putting uh, anyone but Trump first, apparently. Um, so he's 42 years old, and he decided to take to his Instagram to defend the president. I also thought that Jaheim was Uber driving. I don't know anything about that. But was go he? Ahead. Was he Uber driving? Let me see. Oh, I mean, maybe I'm mixing the R&B 90s. You can singers. be your own boss, but I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was him. Um, so <laughs> he. Again, took to IG to say, among oh, other yeah, he, things. Oh, yeah, he's an Uber driver. Oh, interesting. So he's he makes these wild claims, including the one that really caught my eye, which was that Trump saved a lot of people. Mm. He also apologized for all the in- misinformation since he's been in office. So I think he's talking about misinformation that the media is providing about Trump. Um, as opposed to the actual misinformation, which comes directly from Trump. Mm. Um, but he also attacked Democrats for their numerous lies about Trump. So it's so interesting to me. He, I'm just going to, okay, here's a quote. We, the people have turned our backs on this great man. What great man? I don't even know. Who've no, been working effortlessly to restore the balance for the republic. Yeah, I don't know her. And didn't even take a paycheck. 
Okay. Why do you need to take a paycheck because when you have millions of dollars being funneled into your organizations at the taxpayer's expense? That part. But I digress. He says, we all allow the Democrats to lie countless times, but seeing is believing. You are so far gone, you can't see. Maybe it's the same water they've been poisoning Flint with. Because we all follow wrong side for years. It's time to wake up. First of all, let's just step. Let's just step back. And I just, I got a few things to say about Jaheem. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm eager all, to hear it. First of all, Jaheem, please find a barber. <laughs> Second of all, Jaheem, please eat your protein. Wait, was did he need a barber and a haircut? And I mean, did he need a haircut in the picture you saw? Uh, the pictures I've seen, because he was wearing a full-on turban in the picture in the video. Secondarily, please eat your protein. It looks as if you have lost a lot of pounds, which means I want to make mm-hmm. sure you know that eat your protein. Well, I may be careful because we don't know why he's losing weight. This is true. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. that, you know, protein is power. <laughs> Thirdly, Jaheem, mm-hmm. um, when was the last time you took a job that you didn't get paid for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we shouldn't celebrate someone that took the most important job in America and not get paid because that, my friend, is that, my friend, is for that is Is that gaslighting? That is no, not gaslighting. It's more of like a... um. It is making you think that he's doing a better job than he is because he's not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he's not performing the way he should perform because <laughs> he's not getting a fucking paycheck. No, that isn't it. We know that. So that at the end it. of the day, Jaheem, you better put that woman first. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he's with somebody because I know the woman that I am. I would mm-hmm. not be with her. Let that woman be Kamala Harris, bitch. That's who he needs to be putting first. Listen. Um, I mean, again, in the video I watched, he was wearing an orange hair wrap. He looked like he was on. I'm just talking about the recent video. I didn't see the one. This one. Yeah. This was recent too. He was on. That's where he was talking all this trash. Oh, see, I you know, see that. and I mean, I mean, the thing for me, I was just like, so you mean to tell me? Yes, he, you do. You picked yourself out of obscurity. He did. Dusted yourself off. He tried again. Logged on to IG. Yes, that part. and made a video just to let us know you were claiming a spot in the sunken place. Yep. I mean, I could, I didn't need this. <laughs> he could have just kept his thoughts he said, to hey, himself. Uh, I'm back. Sweet Jesus, make it make sense. That's all I have to say about it. And as far as I'm concerned, we can add Jaheem's name to the dearly departed list and move on. The 99 and 2000s okay. take over. But speaking of black men. <laughs> so we have stories that now have just can be a little bit less political, a little bit more charged. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-mm. Jeffree Star, the racist known makeup artist that has had controversy over upon controversy. Um, just to name a few, he, there's been YouTube videos that have come out where he has been in blackface he has said and what the was N-word. he in blackface or someone else um it has been reported that he he was um okay. he was in this long-term relationship with another person which i'm not even saying who they are because it doesn't matter uh all you need to know is jeffree star um has done some really sus things in the yeah. world he has 14 million followers and he, the businessman, is 34 year old, is 34, which I'm like, bitch, he look older than 34. He, he, yeah. Listen, ain't no makeup gonna make you look young. He mm. look like Tales from the Crypt, bitch. I mean, makeup makes some people look young, just not him. Well, he posted a very um, suspicious photo <laughs> of him wearing um, a Louis Vuitton <sighs> two piece. With Bathing some suit? no bitch, it was like a um he was wearing like some leggings and a little crop top. Okay, 
and which was custom work, bitch. I don't okay. know who customized it, but it was custom work. Hmm. And he was wearing some little uh, Victoria Sticker panties. You could see through them. You could see through the um the sh- you ain't see the picture where no. he was with. Well, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I may have posted seen it, but just it didn't look that closely. And it everyone was like, "Who is this man? This what black man? man?" Okay, so you left that him. out. There was a black man with so him. So a black man. He was on. He was straddled <laughs> to this black man, bitch. Okay. And this black man had his hands around his shoulders, bitch. He was giving us whole a whole trade moment, and people were like, "Who is this?" So you know, Twitter sphere, the shade room specifically mm-hmm. reported who it was because yes. they said, "Let us find a man with these tattoos," <laughs> and they did. They found Andre Marhold, who is a professional basketball player. He is thirty years old, and he is a former power forward. Hmm, power <laughs> forward with uh-huh. the something Dukes, bitch. I don't know the NCAA Division One school. Oh, that's college. And he also so professional. Son- not, so not NBA. He was a college mm-hmm. basketball player. Well, he. This is his coming out story, bitch. Because no one knew that Andre was out here three thousand. Um, men know in what these that streets. means. Okay. Okay. All so whole, maybe he's all bisexual. the zeros. No one knew, including his baby mama. His baby <laughs> mama that. was shooketh. I saw that. You know, she has a son. I felt bad for her. And he is the he. She said he is well. Well, apparently, she suggested the six seven year old is out here just dating um Jeffree Star for money because mm-hmm. Jeffree Star is making money mm-hmm. off of his you know YouTube channel, his um cosmetics line, and all that. Wait, I'm sorry. How old is he? He's thirty. Okay. Um. And basically, she's like, this is, this is, he's just doing this for money. And there's obviously a lot of like, oh my gosh, like he is with a man. And there was this a rumored account that was his mother that was Who's tweeting mother? things. Was Andre's mother. Okay. And she was tweeting things telling me, basically, my son was so happy last week. I don't, I don't care if this is about money, but it hurts me a lot and affects my son. God, please help me to find, keep my head up for my son. This will ruin my family. Like there's a, there was a lot of homophobia. Well, obviously rooted in a lot of these tweets that now the account has been um, disabled. And that deleted. was clearly, you know, the next step. Mm-hmm. Well, the homophobia a continued with his baby mother, Emmanuela, who is a French model. She said that um, this she said, and I, and I quote, um, she then deleted this when she posted it, that this woman is saying that they're, she's exposed, he, the he, Andre, is exposing himself and it will damage their child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basically people were saying that he was with him for money. Um, that so Andres more specifically Jeffrey, that they think that Jeffree Star is paying, paying. this man to be so with him. So Jeffree said, I know. Or rumors- to pretend that he's with him. I know rumors and lies are entertaining. That's how people make money and advertise for clicks. But, bitch, I know how the word works. The world works. And it doesn't bother me. Just know I'm hanging out with someone amazing who is single and has been single for a while. Well, Jeffrey also (laughs) has been single in these streets for a minute because he broke up with his previous partner. Uh, who I don't care to name because who cares? Ray, what were your thoughts on this whole controversy controversy? Um, with Andre and um, Mr. Star. So I don't follow Jeffree Star. Every now and again, his name pops up in, in some bullshit because he's, you know, been 
you know, deemed or branded to be problematic multiple times. Here mm-hmm. he is still out in these streets doing whatever the fuck it is that he does with makeup on the internet, um, which is very lucrative for him. But, you know, ultimately, I don't really care. Um, but as far as this story is concerned, I found it very interesting just to see him hugged mm-hmm. up on that man because it was just like kind of like a, a unexpected I don't want to say jarring because I feel like there that's a that's like coded language. Yeah. But it was unexpected to see, you know, this very buff, black, very masculine. I mean, I was here for it. Tattooed man and Jeffree Star hugged up like they're in a relationship because it's like, you know, even though we have become more. I I heard you the first time. I'm I'm glad that I want to make sure I'm glad you're here for it. Um, Were you not? I don't know what part of it you're here for. You should probably be more clear. Um, for, for love oh okay 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 good great mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear that um but no so you know i think that we've become more accustomed to seeing black men um you know who are gay you know who are in gay relationships with their boyfriends or husbands or whatever it may be being photographed together more accustomed than we used to be mm-hmm. but you don't often see pictures of black men who were either gay bi, fluid whatever you want to say mm-hmm. who are not just strictly straight being photographed with a person whether they be you know regardless of what their race is who are like non-gender conforming mm-hmm. and that's kind of i don't know how jeffrey sees himself but he, presents, he, he so. but he presents as like even though i'm a man i'm fully made up mm-hmm. and also dressed you know, in women's clothes. He's probably non-binary in terms of the, right. the approach of how of gender expression. Yeah, but he probably identifies as a man. Right. So I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, if if I, I think that um, you know, even though Andre is a grown ass man, out of respect, he could have let his girlfriend, baby mom, whoever she is, know ahead of time that this was going to happen. Um, and that's even if you believe that she didn't know, and, and that all of this is not a part of some huge like. Thinking of a master stunt. plan. Um, because maybe this is not a real relationship. Maybe he is being paid. You know, if he played college ball but then didn't get into NBA, sounds to me like maybe uh, there might be a need for him to have a hustle. So and he got a child that he has to feed. Right. And that, so that's one part of it. The other part of it is this is all a part of exposure. And mm-hmm. maybe... People seeing this, the next time they see it, it won't be such a, a shock mm-hmm. and they won't go immediately into this homophobic rhetoric. Um, and that wasn't surprising to me to see that the homophobia would rear its head because it does often, especially Always. when it's my people. Again, I'm talking about black people. Um, but it's just this story is just very, very interesting. And what I can say is that, you know, for me, um, you know, Jeffrey is not cute in any way. Mm-hmm. So attraction to someone who looks even close to the way that he does is not my ministry personally. No, ma'am. And this doesn't have anything to do with his, you know, being, you know, non-conforming with gaunt. his gender. But, um, you know, like, like you said, you know, he looks a certain way that mm-hmm. is not really um, what healthy. I would say is good or healthy. And for me personally, he kind of just looks like it's Halloween every day. Like that's the way, he you looks. know what? Not Halloween trick yeah. or treat, bitch. Yeah. And it sounds like he got a trick. And so you a better treat. listen. He might, he got a trick and a treat, bitch. That six, seven man is throwing him down. Oh, bitch. Okay. Bitch. What is the next story? Well, speaking of throwing down, Nene leaks. Talk about six, seven. Has you know I'm deleted. <laughs> Her Instagram. Mm. She is letting you know she does not have time for this. Mm-hmm. And this all happened because the real house, the former 
We'll say that word in front mm-hmm. of it. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Is it like a big is alleged yet? that she is the latest peach that has been sour? Does she? Does she, has she? Contract has it? not been signed, and filming is almost wrapped. Oh shit! Fans are asking and greeting with a lot like, greeting this announce this deletion uh, of Instagram mm. as the announcement. Mm. Um. Candy actually has been interviewed multiple times. Entertainment Tonight actually asked her what is Nene's role, and she said, "I don't know what Nene's doing. Mm-hmm. I started fi- filming, so I don't know who's healing out, who's he- in and out. I just know that normally we would all know who's in and out at this point, and right. Nene's not been around. And then she hasn't. If she hasn't filmed with Nene, then Nene's not on it. Then. So, um, basically, the rumors all started because of her one of the good girlfriends from Real Housewives of New York City." Um, Tamara Judge, um, she announced that she was leaving. Um, and she also mentioned Nini as like the OG where Hawks are leaving and, mm-hmm. you know, shout out and she tagged Nini. Well, Nini, that became this big story. Nini mm-hmm. also went to her Twitter and said, respect black women and that she just needs space and that, you know, this is a time she's thrown allegations about Bravo. So yeah. mm-hmm. she took to her Instagram to raise of um, her issues with the executive. She said, Actually, referencing the video, which we all, all of us that watch Real Housewives, there was a visit, the the situation with the her closet and the cameraman. Yeah, her getting physical. Well, she said, "I never hit any producer. It was actually my camera guy. I grabbed his T-shirt and he's tore and it, and I just tore his T-shirt." Everyone Girl, we know we that. saw a part of that. She said, "During the season twelve, I was told sent emails and text messages that certain people would a certain person. I'm sorry." could no longer film with me. I was saddened because that person I was okay with and they actually were okay with me filming when I was present. So she's blaming Bravo for what's happening. She's actually referring to seemingly Yovana. Oh, okay. Who was a friend of hers during the season, but then also was involved in the storyline that played Snake out Gate that girl. actually showed Nini lying, exactly. not Ivana. Um, so, she basically was like, once they were able to get that person to switch to the other side, they then twisted it. And she said it just suddenly became them against Nini. Mm-hmm. Um, her, she's very active on social media. And the fact that she has deleted this really creates this big question of like, what's next for her? And she went on Twitter, as I said, support black women, protect black women. You have no idea that what they've been through. What I've been, what they've been through, or the weight they have to carry on their backs silently for years. Thank you. Bye. So basically, she says she was lured up a few months ago. So my wonder is, will she be suing Bravo? What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, so to let me just be crystal clear. First of all, that I would agree that we should protect Black women. So let let's put that out there. But then the other thing that I would say specifically and more specifically talking about Nini and her situation. The thing that gets me about her is that she is also a hypocrite. Yeah. And she's also not what she's, she claims to she be. Is. No, she's not what she claims to be in my opinion, which is you claim to be this person who shoots from the hip. You claim to be this person who always tells the truth, even if it's an ugly truth mm-hmm. and is always honest, even if brutally so, but then there's all this smoke and mirrors when it comes to certain things dealing with this show. Where it's like, if you're really not coming back, just fucking say it. 
You didn't have to delete your Instagram. You sure didn't. You could have just went to your Instagram and said, well, guess what? I'm not coming back this mm-hmm. season. Maybe I'll come back in a, in a in later or whatever. Like, there is no need for you to delete your Twitter. And to Instagram. I mean, your Instagram. And to, like, drag this on and on and it, on. And that's why, why it feels disingenuous to me. And it feels like a play for attention more than it feels like yeah. anything else. So I I, it's just like... Girl, move on. There was a season before that you weren't on there. And there'll be a I watched after. and I will continue to watch. There's only certain people that will have to leave for me to stop watching the show. And Nene is not one of them. Well, it's, it just really is that that plain and that simple for me. Mm. I said what I said. <laughs> exactly. I see okay. you. We see each other. Well, speaking of seeing each other, Brad Pitt is in these streets again. Single, mingle and licking between the single, the, the lingle. <laughs> Link, lick, lick. <laughs> in between the lingo, bitch. The well, lingo. he went to this really great restaurant that he has gone to often, and he actually mm. no, knows the owner. Well, actually, he also <laughs> knows the waitress. Ooh. Far oh. too familiar. The bitch. waitress. I don't know if she was the waitress, but I what I'm telling so. you, I is think that she actually owns a restaurant. So maybe it was that restaurant. His hus- her husband, her husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He slipped his number, dog. Good old Becky with the good hair. That is not her and name. What's her name? I don't know if exactly. I well, Rebecca. That wasn't my story. You were supposed to get her. Well, name. Bre- Nicole was her name. Okay, he met good. her last August at the restaurant. We don't have a sponsorship with them, so we yeah, won't tell we them will this. Not name that restaurant. So the restaurant he's been going there for years, and he okay. knows the owner Roland and Nicole, and he knows that this was that this was their restaurant. And he has gone there multiple times mm. to celebrate multiple celebrations. Okay. Well, he was introduced to Nicole, and he passed him. Passed her his number. Okay. Well, it is. I'm sorry. Wait a second. I don't mean cut you off, but so he knows. I don't know if he knows that she's married, married but I think he knows from what I read in my research. He knows knows they had. He knows the owner, Roland, which is the man, and then he knows Nicole because he was introduced through Roland, but she was not introduced as his wife. So it's rumored that actually Roland. And Nicole are in an open marriage. And but that's see, that's my thing. My, my question is, share did he act- know that she's in the, this the, What I read marriage. from the story is that there was, it's rumored that, I read two accounts, because okay. it's good to get diverse accounts, yeah, okay? Mm-hmm. That one of which they know he knows, and he's a part of a throuple. And then the other one is that he did not know, and this is new news for That him. second one feels like it probably came from his people, but go on. <laughs> but anywho, Nicole is in these streets dipping and doing it, and so is Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt has publicly gone on the record, and especially after his exit between um, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, his second wife That's that, has, ugly that has the UN children. You know what? Um, he actually started to address his relationship with Jennifer Aniston. And we actually saw pictures of them re- like reconnecting. Talk and about conversations. a story that is just as fucking dead as a doornail. I do not want to hear anything about their relationship Girl. from 35 years ago. Well, apparently it is rumored that Brad Pitt has n- no interest of getting married again. Mm-hmm. And this Doesn't is why he is ready to single mingle and lick the tingle. And to lick the tingle of some woman who, who is 20 years her his, his junior. And who was also dating or married to someone who's even older than he so is. So it lines up pretty well to his ambitions of life. He's not looking <laughs> for another uh, marriage. However, okay. he is looking for a dessert and an appetizer, just not a main course. Okay. So what are your thoughts on his alleged 56-year-old single looking to mingle but not and only lick the tringle? <laughs> Wait, is Brad Pitt 56? Yeah. 
Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, so first of all, I'm shook <laughs> because I did not know that he was that old. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but... Um, so, yeah, this story is interesting to me for a couple of different reasons. Oh, come on, bullet points. So, the first is that um, I've been reading interesting things about Brad Pitt for a while now. And I think kind of the overarching theme behind a lot of things I've been reading about him um, is really that he's not what his image is. Mm-hmm. So he's not this affable, you know, hunk, like this mm-hmm. really good looking, but like really cool and nice guy too. Mm-hmm. That that's not actually the reality. So it kind of reminds me of Ellen DeGeneres because we've oh. talked a lot, um, you know, in the past, you know, six months or so about Ellen DeGeneres and how her image doesn't really necessarily align with the reality. And so just to, 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 you know, not deviate too far, but a couple of things that oh, have, here we go, bitch. a couple of things that have happened. Uh, buckle up, girl. So we, so now we hear this thruple shit or whatever you want to call it. He, him getting involved with a woman who is already married. Um, and also on top of that, um, there's been, uh, you know, well, we'll go back. There was that issue that happened on the private jet that actually sent Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. directly to, her divorce lawyer's office. I don't know if you remember that, but there was something, he had some type of a disagreement or altercation with one of the kids. I don't remember that. This is what actually drove the divorce because we had heard that Brad and Angelina had been having problems, but they didn't divorce Uh, until after this incident happened on the Mm -hmm. private jet. So so there's that. So then we also have, I don't know if you remember the the houses that were built, the homes homes that were built after Katrina. Yes. That Brad Pitt was intimately involved with Mm -hmm. this company. They were building these houses. Well, apparently a lot of these houses were not built to code. And they're falling apart or filling with mold. And some have even had to be condemned. Mm. And there's a lawsuit right now that's going on. And a lot of people in the area are calling on Brad to come back and make right right. what was wrong. Okay, Okay, there's that. He also stiffed an artist. What does that have to do with him um, single and ready to mingle like the triangle? Because I'm saying, in my opinion, what this this shows to me is that, again, he's just not what the media would have us think that he is. That he's buttoned up. Yeah, he stiffed this artist for like three quarters of a million dollars after he commissioned this um, custom piece for his home. Mm. Um, He then fired her. Didn't pay her what he owed her. Hired one of her underlings. So hired someone who works with her. This person who worked with her finished the piece. And now the piece is attributed to this other person. So she sued him. So I say this just to say that it doesn't surprise me to hear this. That he would be involved in a relationship with a woman who's already married. Brad Pitt is not the shit. If I had to guess, I'd say he knew. I'm sure that, you know, it probably he met this woman who he thought was beautiful that he was interested mm-hmm. in, who happened to also be married to a man that he knew. And he found out that it was an open relationship, quote unquote. And then he, he decided said, oh, he said, open my relationship. He decided to shoot his shot. What do you what do you think about? Would you get involved? No, done. Because, <laughs> I mean, we've nope. talked because, I mean, we've talked before about like, would we have an open relationship no. or be in an open relationship nope. with someone else? But this question is a no. little more specific. Whereas, would you get involved with someone else who was in an open relationship? And no. You're <laughs> Carry on. Next story. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I would not. Okay, well, that someone that I think that would also agree with us <laughs> that is, is Marcus Houston, who was dating <laughs> someone when she was 17, 
and they didn't make it official until she was 19. And then three months after they made it he official. He was waiting for her at the door. Listen, <laughs> at the motherfucking playground door. He, you know what? Don't do that. It's listen, not a playground. High the school, high school, maybe. She, he College said, admissions she office. Tur- bitch, she turned that little, um, she threw her cap and gown in the air and then her legs was followed. Because now she is married to bump, 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 Marcus Houston. And oh, he wasn't in. He was in. He wasn't in B two K. No, he wasn't. But uh, he was an immature. <laughs> and apparently, he likes to date immature. So she is twenty <sighs> years his junior. Mm-hmm. And three months after they started dating, they got engaged. This was in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this story. Well, guess what? They got married in Corona, California. Oh, yes, that is a place. Okay, Corona. Yeah. California must be pretty far south, and I think it's more north. Is it? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, however, comma, um, he did state that he did. He told his wife now that he was not going to cry, and he cried like a baby. Mm. The singer mm-hmm. also made a the singer major made an appearance. Oh, well, I like major, and he sang his Short, hit ballad know. "Why I Love You." Never heard. Which that, is the public? Which Dickies? Dickie is her name, last name. Or his last name, rather, um, Marcus Houston's wife, rather, uh, Marcus Houston's wife's last name. Okay, it's her favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, so he in June we actually talked about this because he mm-hmm. was we were he was defending their relationship. Yeah, the internet was dragging. But the here's hell out the tea that I just want to remind you all. Okay, is that Houston? He explained that they met. He met Dicky. Um, she's a friend. Yeah. Because of their religion, of the daughter, right? right? It was a religion thing, I thought. Mm-hmm. Is a friend of the daughter of Chris Stokes. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. Stokes and Houston became working together when Houston was a member of R and B band and Mature, which became fame in nineties. So they, he states and continues to say to People Magazine that they did not start dating until she was an adult, and they're both Jehovah Witnesses. Yes, that part. I so remember. basically, Marcus Houston actually just sent me a letter. Because here in Washington State, we've been getting some letters oh from Jehovah here Witnesses. You go. Anyway, I didn't read Marcus Houston's letter because I don't need <laughs> because, to read. No, that. actually, because Marcus Houston didn't send you a letter. That is, why. Marcus Houston is <laughs> out here writing um, motherfucking Jehovah Witness letters. But I mean, sidebar, like, what do you expect Jehovah's Witness to do when they can't go door to door? Of course, they have to write letters. Well, or marry nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> so I mean, the scary part of that is what fucking mailing list did they get our names off of? That That's part. a question that I have. But getting back to the story. Um, yeah, I mean, just, this is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it makes me curious. Curiosity kills the cabbage. Um, because once you add Chris Stokes's name to this and with the allegations that are against Chris Stokes that we will not go into here, but that you can find with any very simple Google search, it just makes this feel even less, um, seemly. Mm -hmm. It feels, I don't know. Okay. But what I'll say on a more surface level is, what the hell do they even talk about? They they talk about a nineteen Jehovah. year old and a thirty nine year old. They talk about Jehovah Witnesses. Nineteen and they 39. said Jehovah and H to the Izzo. And I mean, I mean, I might be Jehovah. I might be able to see a twenty year gap if both people have been adults for more than a year and change. Mm-mm. But when you have one person no, not no who's only been an adult, she's only been an adult for a little over a year. The only time I know 20 <laughs> years to make a, a difference is if it's Anna Nicole Smith and motherfucking the, the man she was with. That's the only time 20 plus years makes sense. Any uh-uh. other time, it don't make no sense. <laughs> no, it could if you're talking about someone who's 35 and someone who's 55 or someone who's 
That they're from different generations. They're different generations, but I mean, at least they Bitch, can one have, of them has sure to take vitamins for their. One of them needs to take an extended amount of calcium pills because their bones <laughs> is cranky cracking. You know what? At and fifty-five, listen, you fifty-five look different on different people. No, I think that you have an old um, idea in your head of what fifty-five looks if like. If it's a white, a white fifty-five, you know what? Bitch? We're not even going to go there. Well, I'm just letting you We're know. We're not going to go from there. The <laughs> relationship I have with with white people. She just I, to me, she can't be anywhere near where he is in his life she's not because she hasn't lived everywhere she's everywhere she needs to be in his wallet i mean even with you and i with a seven year difference you know that's even kind of getting there you know what i mean talk your the bitch talk your shit okay i'm an old soul but when and that's true but i mean when you start talking about 19 and 39 like that just it blows my mind well like, she's trying to get that social security so i mean he's closer you know to social security than, than he is not that said i wish them well you know sometimes these I things do well. last longer mariah carey's memoir comes out in september we just pre-ordered it i can't wait sometimes these things do last Random, longer than anyone expected so look at we Kim will and Kanye. see we will definitely see they don't they're not they're not 20 years apart but they're 20 oh moons God. apart all right anyway well, to shuffle and repeat yes, that ends we got lots of music this week we had to edit shit because shit there's just so much music I mean, out this we still week. got some time we may not have to cut the oh we'll carry on to the first all one. right so the first is a full album um and this is lettuce's new album the wild card so you know anyone who listens to the pod regularly you know we stand mm-hmm. lettuce especially We've a live lettuce especially a live lettuce moment like she's at her absolute fucking best when she's live in my opinion um that said this is not what i was expecting from her um at this time again she's one of my all-time faves Mm. um but it's definitely sonically similar to her first major label album which was lost and found which i know is an album that you love so Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm really eager to hear what you think about this album um, because it has this neo soul, but it's kind of like a neo soul meets jazz at times vibe to it. Um, although this also has a little bit of throwback, which is more kind of like um, her more recent albums. Um, so it starts out really similar to the first um, you know, major label album. And then it kind of morphs into something that's a little closer to her most recent album, um, which was The Truth. Um, so fave tracks for me would be anything for you, which is already out. I also like the anything for you where they added PJ Morton. It was a good ad. That was for Grammys. It's a perfect wedding song. So putting that out there, if you know people, you know, know anyone who's getting married as a suggestion. Um, I also like in it to win it. And, um, what kind of love is that featuring Corey Henry? So for me, what I would say about the album, you know, overall is that, it, it just barely makes an on repeat for me. Mm. And the reason that it ticks over to on repeat is because as it progresses, in my opinion, it does get better for me. Um, but it's certainly something that I would play in the background, likely when I'm doing something else outside of the tracks that I really like that mm. I'll add to playlists. But like as a, a full body of work, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's a barely on repeat. Well, she worked with Rex Rideout, who, She's working with Rex since the beginning of her career. Uh, also, he was a big part of Lost and Found, her debut that got her Album of the Year nomination mm-hmm. and Best New Artist. Um, she he also has worked with Kem, who has an album out. Oh, girl, oh, girl, if you looking for are you looking for lullaby music, no. Kem is your man. You looking for melatonin? 
without taking Ooh, come on. Overall, <laughs> I feel like this project is very lettucey. Um, as you mentioned, it, it starts off very lost and found, but I feel like, which is her first album, but I also feel like it's major turned, label. Yeah. And I also feel like it turns like week WKND, which is short for weekend. Um, really turn. It's really kind of where it turns um, into more of like the truth piece of me pieces of me and her let love rule which was her last album that was much more politically charged mm-hmm. um i think oh that, i said the truth that was not her last yeah album. that was her yeah. album before yes, the last yes. album um standouts for me were anything for you next time stay gone in it to win it wake up the little asterisks it was really interesting to hear her do a cover on an album she's mm-hmm. never done that yeah and she did without you which most Notably, Mariah Carey. Would that be will s- always be a Mariah Carey song for me. So the fact that Lettucey did it, it, it really, I think she did justice to it. Uh, it definitely sounded different than Mariah's, which definitely I often different. feel like people, when they hear people sing a cover that Mariah has done, they attribute the, what they think it should sound like to Mariah, which I didn't do this with Lettucey. Mm-hmm. I actually liked her creativeness to the word song, mm-hmm. uh, to the album, to the song on the album. So for me, this album is on repeat, and it's mostly because I love Lettucey and I also love Neo Soul. So it reminded me of like the Jill Scotts of the world, like that that whole era of music, um, the Vivian, like just pure lost and found, which is very Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested in Lettucey, take a listen. If you love the 2000s Neo Soul movement, listen. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to see what happens with this promo tour that she's on. She's on Good Morning America this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also just posted today what the fans want as the next single. So, And she's an independent artist. So, oh, cool. Um, That's cool that she's this independent. This is your opportunity to support an independent artist yeah. and buy black. So. I also think that, you know, listening to the album, what I thought um, after listening to it, in its entirety is that this is like the quarantine album that I kind of would expect from her Mm. because these are not songs that she's going to be going around touring, Mm -hmm. you know, and performing because that's the other thing where it just, you know, she is a dynamic performer and there are to my ear, not the dynamic performance songs Mm. on this album, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. So the next is actually like, yeah, don't skip say grace. We'll do say grace. Okay. Say grace. Well, we'll do it quick. Say Grace. <laughs> Say Grace is an artist that we've talked about yeah. on multiple occasions. She just had an EP come out last year, and it was the defining moments of Say Grace. Um, this song is called Feel Good. The artist, actually, the, the producer, rather, actually has worked with JoJo on her latest album, Deluxe, which is actually out. The latest mm-hmm. album, which the Deluxe version is out now. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, and that's not me saying good to know. That's the album's mm-hmm. name. Um, it feels very clarifying. different to the rest of the the rest of her recent projects. It does. Um, it's definitely a new sound. It leans more pop than mm-hmm. soul. Totally. Um, she's from Australia. She has a very very soulful voice. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is really about her like letting the ex know that she is not only better without them, but she'd rather let herself be hurt than ever be with them again. So. Mm. Um, overall, the video is also kind of cute, but I feel like her visuals have been really good this, this era. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate saying this, but shuffle. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't surprise me. It leans pop. Um, so everyone knows at this point that I love say grace. Um, you know, even with her little rebranding that she went through because she was just grace before, 
Um, but I think she deserves all her things. She mm-hmm. has a voice that is just like, girl, girl. Okay, love it. Um, so this song is not bad, but it does give me um, very strong pop Billie Eilish type mm. vibes, which is weird for me because I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't ever really think of S- Say Grace and Billie Eilish being like kind of like the same kind of artist. And me either, girl. Um, so, you know, to your point, like after this, what I felt like was a pretty stellar but underrated project, The Defining Moments of Say Grace. Um, I'm a bit worried by this only because I'm thinking that maybe she's going to be pushed into a more overtly pop space, which I'm not mm-hmm. so sure if I'm I into her that, being yeah. thrust into that space because I don't see her as really being that kind of artist, even though her her first album was pop, but it was still very decidedly R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, saying that, I can say that it it definitely does sound current um, and I'll be adding it to a playlist or two. Um, but again, it's it's it just makes me interested to see where we go next after I this and hope, what the next project is I going to be. Good. So um, for me, it is on repeat because I am still very much a pop head. You know, not I'm not as into pop. I mean, as are I you into, into Katy Perry's new album? But <laughs> I did not listen to Katy Perry's well, Katie, new album because well, I knew we weren't going to review it. The good thing, the only thing I'll say about <laughs> Katy Perry's album is. The price on iTunes was just shot was just cut by forty percent because <laughs> they're worried about her debut. So you know what? Well, I that said doesn't. What I said. That doesn't. And she named her kid me. after the one of the songs. That doesn't Daisy. surprise me at all. Anyway, well, moving on. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Lakaley forty seven, another favorite of the pod. When I tell you there was so much fucking music comp that came out this week that our heads were spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lakaley forty seven has a new song. It is called Zoom. Um, and I actually really like it. Um, it's super cute and catchy in words, notwithstanding, cause she does say the N word mm-hmm. quite a few times. Um, and I really love the lyric video that, that debuted you saw. It with, was cute. With it reminded me of like, it was like, it's like, it looks like a game. It is. It's like Nintendo, like regular Nintendo, like and she's NES in the for anyone who knows yeah. what, when I say NES, what I mean. Um, it's like NES era video game, you know, eight bit or whatever it was mm-hmm. back in those days. Um, and I'm so ready for an album from her. Like, again, she's one of my faves. I'm like, how are all my faves coming out with, with music in mm. like the same week? This is definitely on repeat. And I'm super, super eager to see where she goes um, with her next project. And I, I didn't do the research to see like, you know, where we are with that. Like if she has anything coming down a pike. My guess is that she's probably just putting out music to put it out to, to tide us over during the quarantine. But it'll be interesting to see when, when that next release well, comes through the pipeline. bitch. And did I say on repeat? I think I did. You did. Yeah. Let me say it again. Times. On repeat. On repeat. On repeat. Jabbar Stevens was the producer. And the reason I mentioned that is he actually produced one of the songs, No Reload, on her last Love album. No Reload. Which yes. I feel like when you hear that he's the mm-hmm. producer of No Reload and you hear this song, it the, makes sense. Sonically, it makes sense. Um, the horns, the drums. I love, love, love. I also think that like KB47 was on to something with these masks before <laughs> all of us. So, bitch, thank you. She wears ski masks, though. Um, <laughs> the What I love is she's really, her punchlines are so solid. They are. Um, she said, the only thing I need validated is my parking. <laughs> she said, I'm an... I'm from the back boy. I'm from the back streets, boys, where it's very rare we're Lincoln. Sing the wrong note. We put you, your ass in sync. And <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, come on, Ryan. <laughs> For me, um, the video was cute. The band, like she's in, she's in this, um, car where she has her signature mask, mm-hmm. bandana. With a guy driving. Um, 
Based on a press release from her team, Zoom is taken from the soon-to-be-announced album titled Ooh, Shape yes. Up. Okay. So it's a continuation, I think, of um, Beauty, Nails, Beauty, called Shape Up. So it likely is around like a barbershop, barbershop versus mm-hmm. last time it was about a nail shop. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting because I feel like con- the conversations in a nail shop were like, the thoughts of the, her right. last album where this mm-hmm. will be conversations in a barbershop. Hmm, that's interesting. Very interesting. Um, her last album, Acrylic, came out in 2018. So crazy to think about that. That was two years ago. But like Haley 47, you are on repeat with yes. Zoom. All right. What's the next album? Tony motherfucking Braxton. She <laughs> yes. came out with a long as you live. No. It's called do Spell that. My Name. Don't do that. <laughs> and it's her 10th album. Yes, Tony. She brought along longtime collaborators like Babyface, Antonio Dixon, who wrote the song her last album, Long As I Live. Um, he co-wrote a few songs. Dance um, has to be one of them. Yes, he did. Yes, I can um, hear that. He also co-wrote Do It with Braxton and Babyface. Mm, okay. You know, overall, we all know that who loved Tony Braxton, there was rumors she was going to retire, and then she came out with that duets album, mm-hmm. Babyface. It was mm-hmm. Grammy winning, and then she had her own album that was also Grammy nominated. Yes. So she clearly is out of retirement. Uh, this album, I feel like, is a really solid R&B album, and it's not the R&B album that is made from a bedroom laptop. It is made from, like, you can hear the money in these tracks with the orchestra and, like, the sounds. Um Top tracks for me. Gotta move on. I just wish we got more of her because I thought we were done with the mysterious. <laughs> where is her? Who is her moment? So gotta move on, which features her. Features Spell my her, name. but her ain't singing. Yes. <laughs> Spell my name, which is the title track. Uh, it's featured an artist that is actually not credited, but his name is Johnny Yukon. He's from Philly. He's produced things for Drake and for Lil Wayne. So obviously connections to her fiance. And he sounds like Drake. Uh huh. Over, which is another one. Do what I like. I actually like it without Missy. Um, but I appreciate Missy's addition. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's sonically a really good Tony Braxton um, album. It's mature, but it's also relevant. It's expensive, although the visuals have been kind of cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, 70% of the album is on repeat, so besides like the corny parent music that's about like sex, (laughs) it felt very like very adult contemporary, Mm -hmm. but I love her, so I'm going to say... If 70% of the album, and it's a short album, it's like 9, 10 tracks, including a remix. It's like maybe 11 mm-hmm. or 12 and mm-hmm. plus a bonus. But anyway, I on repeat. Yeah, so um, this album, for me, is kind of like the inverse of Lettuces in that it starts out as kind of a continuation for me of the, the sexy and sultry feel of her most recent album, which mm-hmm. you alluded to, which was Sex and Cigarettes, which I actually really liked Sex and Cigarettes. It was just what I needed from Tony at that moment, um, you know, again, with her kind of coming back out of retirement, it really just proved that like, she's where she needs to be mm-hmm. um, at this time of her life. And she's aging with her art, with yes. her fans. Yes. But then again, so, you know, the inverse of Lettucey, because then it kind of does to some degree regress into a very much um, a more pronounced adult contemporary sound, yeah, but that's which just, will, that's where she is, which will be more like her um, previous album pulse. Which oh, anyone yeah. who actually follows Tony Braxton, like Pulse was like not a bad album, but it was just like very like to your what, what was the um, term? Parent porn. music. It was very like very much like parent music. Parent porn. Um, so, I mean, but again, um, you know, the good, the good songs here are really damn good. And it, I, I love that you said expensive because 
that's how it sounds to me too. I didn't think of it that way, but you can tell that there was money and time. She's on my bucket list this. of artists to see live. Yeah, me too, because I haven't seen her. Um, fave tracks, Gotta Move On, featuring her, but on guitar, apparently. The inter- internet was Even though wondering. three people were listed as on guitar. So. The, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know where her was going. <laughs> Sitting in a corner, I guess. I don't know. Fallen. Um, spell my name and over, which over is an acronym. Um, there's a, you know, period after each letter and then there are two R's for some reason, I guess it stands for something. I don't know what, um, but I am so impressed with how uh, most of this album is both current and age appropriate at the same time. Um, so again, I think Tony is where she needs to be at this point in her career. I'm for it and it's on repeat. Mm. All right. So now we'll get to, I know one of Jay's absolute favorites okay the incomparable okay incomparable let me say that again incomparable jasmine sullivan is back with a song called lost one so um i know i've been waiting for new music from jasmine it has been five years since she put out an album which was which five years a between a really her last long time too. that is a really long time especially these days and i have to admit that this doesn't sound like a lead single from a first album in five years to my ear. It's just kind of like, oh, I was expecting to be pulled and sucked into it because that's normally what people do when they come back. They try, you know, kind of hard to say, okay, bitch, I'm back. And that's not what this song is. But despite my expectations, this is a really good song precisely because it sounds really different from any of her previous releases in my mind. Mm. Um, It has a plaintive track and haunting vocals, including her harmonizing with herself. And the more that I listen to it, the more I actually fall in love with it. Um, So for me, you know, it's on repeat for sure. And I'm really excited for new, you know, a new project from her, a full body of work and album. Um, But when she said, I know I'm a selfish bitch, (laughs) That's, that's I said, oh, girl, I said, we all have those moments. Mm. We all have those moments. Well, I want to just say that this song is iconically Jasmine Sullivan. And here's why. Jasmine is an amazing songwriter. She, Beyond being a vocalist of on both of our top tens, um, under-delivered, over, uh, over whatever that episode. Overrated, under-delivered. Uh-huh. She is an amazing songwriter. She is someone underrated, over delivered. She is someone that will write. Um, we'll get it. Yeah, one day. <laughs> she is someone that will write songs that are storytelling. Like she, like it's not about like just surface level topics. Right. Like she redemption on Love Me Back, mm-hmm. One Night Stand on Fearless, Miss Mascara on Reality Show. Like it's like country all... music writing, and that they're real vivid stories that are being and told. like she's recounting and almost playing multiple characters Mm -hmm. in a song that she's writing that is for me, I feel like is that is that is legendary. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she also, she deserves all of her roses. She deserves all the Grammys that she can ever get. She has sung background composed songs that, you know, she has been a producer on songs that, you know, this song for me is definitely different from a first, a lead single for her. It also is rumored to be supporting an EP, not a full-length album. Um, but I'm really intrigued to hear what this is. The song is very moody. There is definitely it a is very sense moody. of 
there's a sense of um, there's a darkness on the song and a motion to the song that is not light, which I think was also intentional. Mm-hmm. It was really to meet where we are in her, and she's also been on a vegan diet. So like she is like in a much different space and she, she had a really horrible breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she's in a different space, which this I feel like was like her diary of getting Yeah, this out song of definitely feels like the breakup song. So I'm here for it. It is definitely on motherfucking repeat. It is it will be on repeat. It needs to be on repeat. It needs to be on the radio. It needs to be on your playlist. Mm-hmm. It needs to be bitch everywhere. So <laughs> listen, Jasmine Sullivan lost one. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean... With that, I guess we'll do honorable mention on the other songs and yeah. music from the week. So um, you already mentioned Katy Perry. I mean, I guess it's not really honorable mention because I don't know Perry, what that's like. Girl, uh, <laughs> thanks. I, thank God I got Clorox wipes. The album was called Smile, right? I don't want to get that wrong. Yeah, bitch, it's called Frown. <laughs> then we have artist India Sean featuring Anderson Pack, a song called Moving On, which um, I think it was really good that came out this week. Um, and then what was the last song as honorable mention? I don't remember. It's Disclosure featuring Kaylani and Sid. It's called Birthday, which is also a really good song. So you should check that out as well. And then um, last, but certainly not least, PJ Morton also has an album that came out. Oh, this the Gospel week. According to PJ, which yes. is really good. I listened yes. to it yesterday. And also, I want to listen to it after I finish making these cookies mm-hmm. and dinner, bitch. <laughs> which, by the way, weight loss. Oh, we should just mention to oh, our listeners. Girl. So we are doing Jake, raise down 67 pounds. <laughs> we're doing this weight loss thing, which we're not going to name because we don't have a partnership. If you want to know about it, feel free to DM us. We'll, we might be we'll able send to you a code. give you a code. Um, but yeah, I am actually down. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll be down 15 pounds, like probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is in about four weeks. And mm. how many pounds are you down? I am down nine pounds yes. in twenty-one days. Amazing, three and pounds a bitch, week. Bitch, I just do started. That. I just started doing any sort of strenuous activity. Do it, this do week, it, do bitch. it, do it. Girl. We walked what eighteen some miles, 16, 18 miles. I walked eighteen egg. miles. I walked sixteen. Yeah. Um. But anyway, girl, I'm in these <laughs> streets trying to get a, the Adele snatched weight. Yes, me too, bitch. Because okay. hello. When you see me and my eyes are bulging out of my head, don't ask me how I just am. Know just know I'm a baba. Just ask me how I did it. <laughs> exactly. Don't ask me how I am. Ask me how I did it. Exactly. Okay, bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So we want to thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, girl.